We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right, Ryan, let's jump over to the quote-unquote experienced side of the football uh, yes. for Notre Dame, and that is the defensive side, right? And so the defensive side, we've got keys to an, to an Irish victory. We kind of, we, we again, we kind of touched on this a little bit yesterday, but I really like what you came up with here on the defensive side of the ball, so let's just jump right in with both feet. Yep. Shut down the run game is number one. Vince, we talked about it in the in the first section of this podcast, but the one part of the game that gets me worried for Notre Dame on offense is that maybe the offensive line doesn't gel well and that that's going to kind of uh, stunt the offensive production for Notre Dame. I think on Oregon State side, though, that's the also the biggest concern for them is that yes. you are without four or sorry, three starting offensive linemen in this game. You lost three starters and two of them are NFL football players like you have lost. Talise Fawal get right tackle, who I think is potentially going to be a first-round pick, if not a very early second-round pick. You have also lost, who's also 6'6", 335 pounds, by the way. You know who we wanted Blake Fisher to be, uh, Vince, in the, in in our in his Notre Dame career? That's who Talise Fuaga has been for Oregon State this year. That's what we wanted Blake Fisher to be. And then Joshua Gray at left tackle has just been a good multi-year starter. You know, not super sexy all the time, but he's a – just a good mover, good, consistent football player, and he had some third-round NFL draft grades before the season. I'm not too sure how he's been playing overall this year, but I do believe he might have a Senior Bowl invite, if not an okay. East-West Shrine Bowl invite, so he's a good player. And he's injured, they, right? He didn't opt uh, out. He, I just know that he's not playing in the football okay. game, okay. so I'm not 100% sure what the gotcha. circumstances are there, but I know that he is not playing. And then they have a guard that's not playing as well. Right. The positive news for them is that they do have their most experienced offensive lineman and Jake Levengood that is still playing at center. So that is good for Oregon State. But you have three starters out for Oregon State and two of your best ones overall in the right tackle and the left tackle. So I think Notre Dame has a chance in this one too really affect this game by dominating this makeshift offensive line. There is no Talise Fuaga. There is no Joshua Gray. The edge position for Notre Dame, I think, is going to be big in this football game. Javante Jean-Baptiste is playing. Can you get production out of guys like 
Jordan Batelho and Joshua Burnham. I mean, if you are able to, then I think that you have a chance to really just stunt this offensive production from Oregon State in general. You need to, when you're facing against an offensive line that is inexperienced and just, you know, replacing so many quality starters, you have to beat them up. Like, you have to beat them up up front. I, I was talking to Brian earlier, Vince. I don't know if he told you this, but so Oregon State before this bowl game was one of the better and bigger offensive lines in all of college football. Again, I said 6'6", 335, 6'4", 305 on the left side, 6'3", 315. With the injuries now, they're like 280-something, 290-something across the board. They are a small – I think the biggest guy on their on their depth chart right now is 296 pounds with the players that have been either injured or opted out of this football game. So they went from a very big and talented offensive line to a less talented and small offensive line very quickly. So guys like Howard Cross, Riley Mills, the edge position, Gabriel Rubio, Jason Onye for whatever snaps he gets, you need to dominate this football game. Like there can't be any question about did the Notre Dame defensive line get the better of the Oregon State offensive line. The answer needs to be an emphatic, yes, they did. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Yeah, I mean, that's, you know, what is Notre Dame good at, right? They're they're generally good at pushing around smaller offensive linemen. I mean, they 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 will have the advantage here. There's no doubt about that. And you talk about the lack of opt-outs on the defensive side, especially up front, right? I mean, this is this is Notre Dame's front that they've had all year. And, you know, with the exception of Nana Safamensa, who who is a, a rotation guy at end. But other than that, they they're this is who Notre Dame has been all year. And they've been making plays up front all year. And then you've got a depleted offensive line. I mean, you could almost say a lot of the things that we said for Notre Dame's offense, you could say it for Oregon State's offense, right? I mean, they, they've got an inexperienced <laughs> yes. quarterback. You know, they've got a, a patchwork offensive line. Their, yep. their best running back is out. So it's like, what what is it going to look like from the rest of their running back? I mean, a lot of similarities here 
offensively for both teams. And so what is this team going to want to do when you've got an inexperienced quarterback? Let's run the football. I mean, they're going to want to try to run the football. And if you're Notre Dame, you want them to try to run the football so that you can shut it down and force their quarterback to beat you. And I guarantee you that's what Oregon State's plan is defensively against Notre Dame's offense. It's shut down the run game and force Steve Angeli to beat you with his arm, right? Sure. So who do you have more confidence in? Go Branson or Angeli? Like that's, (laughs) I mean, it's kind of what it comes down to, to a degree. Now, sure. I I will also say it's depth versus depth. And I, I, I would very confidently say I like Notre Dame's depth versus Oregon State's depth. Right. And then you talk about coaches and all of that. I mean, that's a different conversation, but yeah. we're just talking X's and O's. Right. And the, the, the face of it. Okay. Yep. It's very similar. It's very, very similar. And so what does Notre Dame want to do? They got to shut down this run game and force Gold Branson, who hasn't started a game since 2022 to beat you with his arm. Well, I, Vince, I think that the depth piece is very important. I'm glad that you hit on that because why does everyone in the recruiting world fall in love with blue chip ratio and and the right. and the depth of a class? It's for these situations, you know. When you don't have a Joe Alt, for instance, not many teams just can go. Uh, Charles Jagasaw, six seven, three hundred thirty pounds, former five star. You're you're playing in that spot. Like it, it's not. Uh, all due respect to Oregon State, they don't recruit the way that Notre Dame does. So whoever's right. filling in for Joshua Gray and Talise Fuaga, I feel very confidently that Charles Jagasaw is probably a better option than whoever they have thrown in Correct. for their offensive tackles. So I think I feel better about Notre Dame being able to be sustainable offensively and be able to be explosive offensively and efficient offensively because they do have just kind of a deeper cupboard of very talented football players. Oregon State, on the other hand, it's just not going to be quite quite as good or as quite as deep as what right. Notre Dame's cupboard is going to be. So I think Notre Dame has a chance to dominate in this one and they have to because what is the biggest a couple of the biggest decisions that Notre Dame has already had for the 2024 season Howard Cross and Riley Mills coming back man that was huge yeah and another big one for the bowl game was Javante Jean-Baptiste saying like I'm gonna play I'm gonna play in this football game I don't care if I have an east-west shrine invite like I'm I'm going to play in this game so Notre Dame should be experienced and physical up front defensively and for a undersized inexperienced offensive line for Oregon State outside of Jake Levengood at center Notre Dame needs to emphatically say that is a matchup we're going to win this week. I I'm going to, I'm, I'm going hard left-hand turn here, uh, but <laughs> I haven't talked to you about this. I think oh, no. I said something to Sean Styers. Do you think Javante Jean-Baptiste is playing strictly out of spite because of uh, people on Twitter? Partly. I mean, a, a little <laughs> bit. Like he, he does give me those vibes of like, maybe he's, he's that type of guy, but also, <laughs> I mean, I respect it though, Vince. I do. Oh, yeah. Because Me too. Javante Jean Baptiste is a borderline draftable player. He might go in the sixth or seventh round. He's not the, you know, the right. big time, like he's not Joe Waltz, for instance, right? right? Where he's going to go top five to 10 overall in the 2024 NFL draft. So I think, th- I do think that Javante Jean Baptiste still, still has the opportunity to put good tape out there. Sure. You know, you put good tape against Oregon State. You have a good performance in the East-West Shrine game. Maybe you get a combine invite and you do better than people anticipate you doing there. So I think it's partly, you know, he just I, – I don't think guys opting out when you are borderline dreadful players makes a whole lot of sense overall. But would it be surprising if the last bump to that decision was 
you know what? There's these false reports about me. I'm going to uh-huh. say, like, you guys are trolls and get the heck out of here. I mean, it's possible, <laughs> man. It really is. Oh, I just wanted to get your take on that because I, I fully, like, when he, when that original report came out and he retweeted with, like, a question mark and then, yes. you know, yes, and then yes. when he said he was going to play and he's like, my sources say I'm going to play. Like, that was, <laughs> that was like, oh, he won the internet. He, that he's, a, he's a G, man. One of the, or, <laughs> Easily the most underrated addition Notre Dame made this offseason from the portal. I mean, oh easily the most underrated. What a what a blessing he was. He came in and he worked his tail off and he right. sold all the way through to the end, man. So big, big shout out to Javante Jean Baptiste. No doubt he, about that. Yeah, he is he is uh you say underrated. I think that's a great way to put it. But like when he came in, it was like, okay, depth piece, you know, that's great. Okay. And yeah. he just exceeded every expectation I ever had for him coming in over from Ohio State. I mean, it was awesome. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. To be honest with you, I thought that there was a world Mm. where before the season that Javante Jean-Baptiste by the end of the year was maybe just a situational pass rusher and maybe a couple of the young big ends kind of assumed a bigger role. But Javante was down the stretch of the year, arguably the best defensive lineman at times. Like he played that well. He was a really good player. I agree. He was that guy. And uh, he is one that I'm sad to see go. I wish he had another year of eligibility uh, that he could stick around for another year because A, I think he would. And B, it would make this defensive line just that much better. But Javante Jean Baptiste and RJ Oban next year would be a pretty dang good tandem of defensive ends. Yes, just saying. I'm just saying. (laughs) So, yep. All right, let's move on to uh, number two on the list defensively. And we kind of touched on this a little bit because I didn't read ahead. uh, And that's on me. But it is make Oregon State one dimensional offensively and i think that goes without saying you got to shut down their run you got to make them one-dimensional i mean that's just going to play right into the hands of notre dame's defense oregon state's a different team offensively than what they have been throughout the year because of the the subtractions they've had from their starting lineup but ultimately their their identity is still built off of running the football because they do have a good running back still i mean even without damian martinez they have deshaun fenwick who is was literally the starter last year and was playing good football. Then he got hurt, and then Damian Martinez came in and was like, I can't take that kid off the field. But regardless, he's a starting good running back on the college level, and he has a chance that he could be one of those pesky dudes that just keeps moving the chains, keeps getting solid gains. He's that type of running back. He's 6'2", 230-plus pounds. He's a good player overall as far as college running backs go. And I really think that if you were able to take that run game go go Vince it comes back to that game manager conversation like Gold Branson is 
a solid overall college football player, probably more of a backup type player and a key backup. But he, yeah, he st- played in 10 football games as a, uh, in 2022. He's only played in one this year. And if you watch him in 2022, he is, let's be able to run the football well, and then I yep. will make sound decisions. That's that's what Branson is. He wants to be yep. efficient with the football. He is not a guy that if he has to drop back 30 to 45 times, it's a good thing. Because right. one, they, they took your identity away. And two, he's just not that type of quarterback that's going to be able to be you know, 28 out of 35 for 370 yards and four touchdowns. Like, that's just not his game, man. So force the run game to not be able to beat you and make Goldbranson have to be that guy because I just I just don't think he's that guy. I just really right. don't. Yeah, well, and <clears throat> it's going to be tough to be that guy, number one, because of the offensive line that's in front of him, right? I mean, that that's just going to be tough. The starting tight end, I believe, is out. Of this game, who he transferred? He's at, he's at Michigan State now, Jack Velling. So he's yeah. a good player, by the way. Velling's exactly. a good player. <laughs> this is what I'm saying. So you've you've taken a, a pretty sizable weapon away from the passing game for yep. Oregon State, and you know the receivers are a decent bunch, right? In like you, were I like Silas about, Bolden. He's a good player. Yeah, he's the little guy, right? Yeah, really little guy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he's he's the little guy. So you know he's gonna do a decent job of getting open, but there's only so much you know one guy is gonna be able to do. So. I, I think you talk about the weapons that are around him and you talk about the protection that he may or may not get. And then you talk about his talent level and all yes. of those things. If you're Notre Dame, you want to make them one dimensional so that it forces them to try to throw the football and do those kinds of things. So I think okay. that's, that's a huge key in this game because this is also a team who throughout the season, they were a run first team. I mean, yes. they, they, they yes. were, they were a run first team. That's their identity. That's who they want to be, regardless of who's in the game, you know, with all the opt-outs and injuries and whatever. They want to be a run-first team. So you've got to take away what they do best, and what they do best is running the football. So that's Take away their identity and their loss, man. Take away their identity and their loss. It's just not a team that's built off of being a drop-back passing team consistently. It's just not the team. Even with DJ Oangelole. They're right. not that team. That's not how they're built. Absolutely. And with Gil Branson, a quarterback, comparatively, they're definitely not that team. Definitely not that team that's going to do that. <laughs> right. So their identity is they don't want to run the ball. They're going yep. to want to run if, the ball. I'll say this, Vince. It would have given me a little bit of pause if DJ Uyungle transferred, but they still had Aiden Childs, a quarterback. I'd be like, hmm, they could probably do some of that stuff, right? Right. But with, with, with this quarterback, who, again, was relegated to a third stringer behind a true freshman as a second stringer, and Aiden Childs, because guys, like we said, he's fine, but right. he's nothing special. And we right. know that he's not a starting caliber quarterback on a power five team consistently. He's a guy that in a bad situation, he can come in and keep the team afloat, which is great. Right. There's nothing wrong with that player at all. But in this football game where he is the guy, you got to make him still be that guy and not Absolutely. the guy in this one. And this this parlays beautifully right into it's our third close. point, Ryan. Sequencing, I, man. I mean, Sequencing. I think you did this on purpose. I'm going to give you full credit on this. But <laughs> if they, if Notre Dame is able to make Oregon State one-dimensional, that means they're going to be dropping back and they're going to be throwing the football. And key number three is you have to pressure the quarterback. Yes. Because I think that he's a player, <laughs> although he does make good decisions, Vince, if you make the team one-dimensional – you're not going to be able to just work quick game and just be, you know, one step drops out of the gun or three step drop consistently. You're going to have to do some five to seven step drops at times. And I think if Notre Dame's able to get pressure on this kid, 
He's going to make some mistakes. Yep. He's going to take some sacks. He's going to have some errant throws because I like Silas Bolton a lot, but Jack Velling was the other. He's more of the Jack Velling's more of the security blankets, right? He was the big tight end that transferred now to right. Michigan State. They still have guys like Riley Sharp, who's like a solid tight end, right? Like as a, as a backup type player, former defensive end for them. But overall, this team is just not built to be that drop back passing team. If they're able to just really pressure this young man, I think that he's going to make some mistakes, and I think that they are just going to be able to kind of feast on them a little bit. So getting pressure, getting yeah. quarterback hits, getting them on the ground occasionally, but more than anything affecting him, I think is going to be big time for this Notre Dame defensive line that is very much intact for the yeah. most part. Well, and, you know, you, you talk about not only the defensive line, but also the linebackers. And, you know, you, you know, uh, Jalen Sneed is going to get his first start in this game. And yes. what, what, what is one of the things that he does best? It's get after the quarterback. I mean, it's, hey, pin your ears back, go get this kid. I could yep. see them triggering him a decent amount because that is what he does best. I don't really want I don't really want him in space covering. I want him getting after the quarterback. And so personally, that's what I would have Jalen Sneed doing. And honestly, JD, Jack, they both do a really good job of getting after the quarterback too. And, and they time their blitzes so much better this year than they did in year Bertrand. one under Al Golden. And so JD Bertrand was a much better blitzer in 2023 than he was in 2022. I felt like he got stuck on blocks consistently in 2022. He, yeah. he did affect the quarterback a lot more in 2023. So I agree. And then if you start getting also the Drake Bowens in the game at, at yes. times, the Jay Nosberries, like that's a lot of speed to unleash potentially. So yeah, man, yes. I, I would blitz. I would heat this kid up as much as possible. <laughs> absolutely. And when it, when it's a, a, an obvious pass down, I mean, go get him. I mean, just absolutely go get him and just make him make a play. I mean, that's the biggest thing, right? When you blitz, you're taking somebody out of pass coverage. I get that. Make him make that play. Make him make you wrong. And with the athletes that Notre Dame has on defense and the veterans that they have on defense. With the corners they have, too. Exactly. I will will take some chances from a blitz perspective because I will take, although I like Silas Bolden and a couple of the wide receivers they have, I will take Benjamin Morrison covering Silas Bolden any day of the week. I, I'm confident, even with first-time start, well, not first-time starters, but with guys that with limited experience starting in Christian Gray and and Jaden uh, Mickey. Jaden Mickey, I still feel good about playing a lot of man-to-man coverage in this football game. I feel good about Xavier Watts at times having to come down and playing some man-to-man coverage. Like you're good there. You are right. good there. Right. So. Keating this team up and doing a little bit of blitzing out of your man looks, I think would be a very good idea for Notre Dame. Xavier Watts, baby. He's going to get a sack in this game. You watch. You think so? First yeah, career sack? So. First career he's sack? coming All after right. it. I think they're going to get right. it for him. You know? <clears throat> but, uh, no, I I think that that's a, that's a really, really good key. They're going to have to heat this kid up because yep. I'm not sure that he could stand back there in a beautiful pocket and pick you apart. But if he's running for his life and has guys just all over him, you know, just batting the gnats away, that's going to be a really, really tough assignment uh, for this kid. There's there's no I, doubt about that. I'm a huge law of averages guy, Vince. And yeah. I would just say that the average, the, the odds that he would be able to pick you apart are a lot less when he's getting blitzed. So, yes, yes I'm a big law of averages guy. For sure. I would agree with that. Yep. And so, again, kind of playing into what we just talked about. When you blitz, you open up opportunities for explosive plays against you. And so the the final key on the defensive side is you have to limit 
the explosive plays. Obviously, that means on the ground. It means through the air. It just means chunk yeah. plays. You you can't sure. allow Oregon State to be – because you're going to back them into a corner, I mean, defensively. They're going to be backed into a corner. You can't let them off the hook with explosive chunk plays. Yeah, I mean, in the run game, uh, you know, just kind of begin the conversation. Just be in the right gap. Be assignment sounds. You know, right. you have experienced linebackers. Even with Jack Kaiser moving inside the will, you have JD, you have Jack that have played a ton of football. Just be in the right gap. Safeties, be in the right, I mean, be in the right run fits. I mean, you have DJ Brown and Xavier Watts that have played a lot of football now at this point. So stay in the right fits. You'll be fine. Defensive line-wise, you have guys that have been consistently good run defenders this year and Howard Cross and Riley Mills, Javante Jean-Baptiste. You should be good as far as the run fit perspective and trying to limit this run game a little bit. The explosive plays that I'm most not worried about, but like just keeping my attention to, is that when you do have a first-time starting corner that is filling in now for Cam, Cam Hart, you know whether that is Jane Mickey or Christian Gray in the football game, there is a sophomore and a freshman, so there's a there's a opportunity to maybe there's a miscommunication on a play where you let a guy loose, maybe one guy's in the right sure. coverage, one guy one guy's in the incorrect coverage, and you let a guy like Silas Bolton just go wide open on a you know, out and up and being able to kind of open up down the sideline. Just don't let explosive plays happen, man. This team is not built off of explosives. Deshaun Fenwick is a churning running back. He's trying to get four to five a carry, keep the chains moving. Gold Branson is a short, quick game type of quarterback who wants to get the ball out first to second read and keep the keep the chains moving. They're not explosive explosion makers on the offensive side of the football. Don't let them become that in this game. I mean, honestly, Vince, like I think the only way that they have a consistent offensive success is if Notre Dame does something stupid, right? Like they're in the wrong position. They miss a tackle, whatever it is. Limit explosive plays, and I just don't think that this offense is going to be sustainable for consistently moving against Notre Dame. I, I'd be very surprised. Yep. yep. Nope, I absolutely agree. You know, that's that's the only way, honestly, and it's not just one explosive play or two explosive plays. They're going to have to have multiple explosive chunk plays to beat Notre Dame, in my opinion, right? Because they're going to have to lead to scores. Um, I, I just don't see this offense being able to matriculate the, the, the ball down the field, you know, piece by piece, play by play. I just, I don't see that being the case, but you can't yeah. let them out of jail with these big chunk plays and the big explosive plays and allow them to score on those types of plays, like a third and long, for example, or you get a sack on first down, it's second and 17 and they just, you know, bust something deep. All they're trying to do is run the ball between the tackles, but you let them get loose for a 25-yard gain and a new set of downs. You know what I mean? Like, that's the kind of stuff that Notre Dame cannot allow from this Oregon State team. Don't give them confidence. Don't give them the thought that, hey, you know, we can we can do something against this defense. We can be successful against this defense. Junk plays leads to confidence, man. And so yes. you don't want to allow that if you're Notre Dame. Uh, because again, I just don't see Oregon state being able to sustain, you know, over and over getting, getting yards and points on the board. They're going to have to do it with a big play and you can't allow it. You just can't allow it. Cause they're not, they're not built like that. So right. hopefully they're not turning that page against Notre Dame where they become built on that. Cause that just wouldn't make right. any sense. Right. Like DJ, a lot more of an opportunity to create explosive plays. Damian Martinez at running back. A lot more ability to create explosive plays. Jack Velling, right. a lot more ability to create explosive plays. You still have Silas Bolden, but overall, the guys that could create explosive plays, 
are not going to be playing in this football game. So Notre Dame should be able to limit that well, I believe. And if they do, I just don't think that the offense for for Oregon State is going to be able to be in rhythm consistently. I think that's going to really cut down their efficiency big time. Right. No, absolutely. Absolutely agree. Don't give these guys any confidence that they don't need uh, and that they don't earn for that matter. Because explosive plays aren't necessarily plays that are earned by the offense. They're plays that are given up by the defense. That That's kind of how I feel about it. So, uh, in the, especially in this particular game. So, do not give them any unneeded confidence uh, that they yes. don't need already. So, kick, kick them while they're down, man. Do not let that's them right, get baby. up. 100%. That's right. Absolutely agree with that. So, that's going to do it for this part of the podcast, the defensive keys to an Irish victory. Don't go anywhere because we will have a mailbag. Uh, but we are going to sign off from this part of the podcast. So make sure you hit the like button, the subscribe button, hit that notification bell, share with your family and friends Notre Dame's defensive keys to an Irish victory.